The stories we tell, they have so much power. The way we choose to make sense of who we are, where we've been and where we're going, it makes all the difference. What story will you tell to love yourselves, others and life a little more? Hello, love. Welcome or welcome back to the podcast. If you listen to the first few episodes, then you know a little bit about my story and the story of To Love This Life. Now, I am so curious to explore your story. To Love This Life is about how to live and how to be in the world, but it's really not about my way and it's not about anyone else's way. It's about figuring out what your way looks like and how to make that work for you. I talk a lot about the stories we tell thanks to one of the models that I'm trained in, narrative therapy. And narrative therapy, it invites us to see how we are not our problems. We are not what happened to us. And we can use the stories we tell about who we are, where we've been, or where we're going to love ourselves, others, and life a little more. When we are mindful about how we choose to make sense of the life that we have lived, that's really when we tap into personal power. So when I talk about becoming a mental match for the life you love, one of the most important psychological skills is to feel a sense of personal power around the meaning that we make and the stories that we tell. So the invitation for you today, love, is to think of your life as an actual story. And you are the author. The pen is in your hands. How will you write the story the way that you want to remember it? If you are the main character, how will you write the story in a way that allows you to develop into what matters most to you? Now, you can structure your story according to what's most important to you. For me, it's love. I remember a time in my life when I was very lost and confused and I didn't really know the purpose or the meaning of life. And I was searching and seeking and trying to figure it out. And one morning I woke up and I was in this little tiny clinic that I had opened up and I dumped everything out on the paper. I just poured my whole heart and I tried to piece together, what do I want my life to be about? And one singular sentence rose up from the scribbly mess. And that was, I want to have fun inspiring myself and others to live from love instead of fear. So my story has been structured according to that, because that's what's most important to me. But that might not be what's most important to you. So what matters most to you? That's what goes at the center of the story you tell. That's the filter that you apply to make meaning to the experiences that you have in your life. So yours might be beauty or adventure or connection. It might be relationships, impact, contentment, legacy. There's going to be a theme that arises as being something that's really important to you. And that's what goes at the center of your story. You also get to decide what's the cadence of your story. Do you want it to be epic or meandering, a, a story of blazing glory or a subtle surrender? You, you get to choose. I want to dive into the different ways you can tell stories in your life that allow you to drop into that personal power. I love to look at what's the story we want to tell about the past or what's the story we're going to tell about the future. Now, when I think about past stories, sometimes it can feel tricky to tell a story of the past because the past has already happened. And 
it reminds me of an experience that I had when I was really little. We loved skiing. My mom would wake us up bright and early on the weekends and we would drive up to the mountains through the snowy streets with the dark skies and sparkling stars. We would make our way up the mountain for first tracks. And as soon as the chairlift opened, we would be on it. We would be carving tracks all morning and looking at the tracks. Now, if you've ever been on a mountain when there's fresh powder, it's the most beautiful experience. There's something sacred about being semi-alone in the wild and feeling like you're the only one in the mountain. It was one of my favorite experiences. And especially after there was a blanket of fresh powder, I would love to carve. I would carve, try to carve these big, beautiful round tracks. And so I could look behind me and I could see how my skis slice through the snow and the marks of my skis, they were there. They were the facts of where I had turned and how I had turned. And I would look at it and I'd see where I had been. And I would also try to notice how could I improve. And then I would look forward and see the rest of the hill with the the crystal snowflakes on the top of the sheet of powder and the sun rising and the whole mountain would be open. I could go anywhere I wanted to go. Now I'd look at the past, the tracks of where I'd been, and they were often beautiful. Sometimes they were a little sloppy, especially if I had wiped out, there would be a mark that I had fallen. And at the same time, I was always free to choose my next turn. Now, there are many things that I appreciate about my snow-loving days, but the lesson that rises the tip-top for me is this feeling of our tracks, they show us where we've been, but they don't determine where we're going. Our tracks show us where we've been, but they don't determine where we're going. So parts of your life, they've already happened. And while you can't change the facts, you can change the meaning. You can change the story of where you've been to give you the freedom to choose a different path, to choose a new turn moving forward. So what is the story? What's the story that you're telling about the past? And what story would bring you more love in the present and more freedom in the future? Of course, the facts of the past, they're the facts. Things couldn't have been any different than they were because they weren't. But being able to lay down regret or resentment about how things were, I think that is the one of the most loving things that we can do for ourselves. You can choose to tell a story about the facts that brings you peace. You can't change them, but you can change what they mean. And that, my friend, is where your peace and your power lives. So think about the tracks of where you've been. Think about how you want to learn from them, how you want to make sense of them, and also how they don't control or determine where you're going to go now. I know for some people, it can be really difficult to take control of the way we're telling the story about the past because sometimes the past is really painful or sometimes it's difficult to look at or maybe sometimes we don't even want to change the story. So if that's you, you can also look at your future story looking at the freedom that you have to design your future the way you want it to be. When you think about your future, what's the love story you want to step into? We all arrive on this planet with possibility and with potential, and most of us have this desire to live a life we love. What is that for you? 
Yeah, sometimes I know we get stuck or we end up off track or we say yes when we wanted to say no or we end up in a situation that feels like it's not our life. It's not the life that we wanted to choose for ourselves. And we always have the freedom to make a different choice. I believe that our future is created twice. First, it's created in our mind and then it's created in the world. I think it's really difficult to choose a different future if we haven't yet made the choice inside of ourselves to claim that future. One of my favorite ways to do this is to get a really clear picture of who I want to be and the experiences I want to create for myself. When I do this, I can feel like I'm feeding my mind the information it needs to know what to focus on to know what to prioritize, to know what to devote my energy to or where to place my attention. And so I take time and I guide my clients and and retreat participants. We do this together where we imagine a day in the life of our future self. We look at what do we want to see? What do we want to feel, hear, taste, touch, smell? We immerse ourselves in the senses of the love story of the future. We think about what are the routines we want to have and the rituals we want to create. When I think about that future self, I think, what does that future self know? What has she learned? What are the skills that she's really good at? When I think about her, I think about what is she experiencing in her relationships? What's, what's the love story of how she's showing up as a parent or as a partner or in her work? I think about what's happening in her health and her wellness and what she does for fun and, and what's happening in her finances. I paint this really vivid description the love story of my future. Now, of course, it's not a perfect world. (laughs) If we make it too perfect, eh, we can get some psychological resistance around it. So hard things are still going to happen. There's still going to be the bumps and the twists and the turns. And so also when you're telling the love story of your future, remember to include your full humanity. How do you respond when you run into challenges? The more you can see this future love story, the more you can fully sense it, The more you'll be able to feel it, the more you'll be a mental match for it, and the more you'll be able to fully step into it. By creating your future love story, you're creating this cognitive dissonance in your mind of where you want to be and where you are, and this gap in between where you are and where you want to be, it creates this like friction in the mind, and your mind likes to resolve this friction. So if you revisit your vision every day. If you stay consistently anchored to that vision, your mind will tend to resolve that cognitive distance by making changes, by consciously and subconsciously telling stories that support the life that you love, by making choices that support the life that you love. So this is our podcast for today. We are diving into the power of story and how you can anchor your story into love, either love for your past or love for your future. Thank you so much for being here, for carving out time and space to develop these mental strengths and overcome these mental struggles so you feel more free to live a life you love. Your story really matters. I believe that the more you are rooted into a love story, the more loving our whole world becomes. I want to clarify where the To Love This Life podcast fits on your path of personal growth and where you might need some extra support. I am a registered psychologist in gorgeous Alberta, Canada. The Rocky Mountains are my backyard. I know I'm so lucky. And after 20 years of working with some incredible humans to help them heal the past, love the present, and light up the future, 
I really do know how important it is to find the right support. The content created in the show is not intended as specific therapeutic advice. The intention of this podcast is, is to provide stories and strategies, education and resources, and hopefully a little love, but it's not a first line of treatment for times when you're experiencing psychological distress. Because this podcast is designed for a broad audience, it's not a substitute for face-to-face -face therapy with a local therapist or treatment from your medical professionals. As humans, we all struggle from time to time. We all have rough days, but there is a difference between a hard day and sustained mental struggle. If you feel like you're having more bad days than good days, if you are regularly distressed, please seek out professional support. Thank you for being here. Your presence matters.